Cusack to the future. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Cusack to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Cusack, one movie at a time. Yeah, we love John Cusack so much. Sometimes we do a whole high fidelity season. We get that done. And then we're like, you know what? We're going to do that again. So welcome to part two of high fidelity where we talk about high fidelity. (laughs) This time we're going to talk about. We talk about everything. There's nothing we could talk about. What else can we talk about? I'm trying to think in my head. I was like, are there any like third tertiary, like third characters there? No. No. Oh my god! So we did it, but we're not. We're not gonna. That's all the high fidelity talk. We promise. Yeah, no, we're we're high fidelity out. I'm sure you are too. Um, yeah, but we are gonna focus. What are what are we calling this? Uh, the because it's not season three because yeah. it's gonna be a short one. Yeah. Um, I'm still partial to Utopia Tokyo Drift. Because this might not be in continuity, but then later on we tie it back in. Okay. All so right. Utopia, high fidelity. Uh, you, you, high fidelity. Jesus Christ! It won't leave me. Utopia, Tokyo Drift. That's right, listeners. We are going to do a whole five episodes <laughs> on the remaining episodes of Utopia, the series, at least the U.S. series on. Yeah. Prime video. Prime video. Um, so in case you didn't know, spoiler alert, it's not getting renewed for a season two. Yeah. Yeah. It was it hit a little too close to home in some the places. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was just an uncomfortable thing. Um, but we loved it, even though it was an uncomfortable stressful. thing. Stressful. <laughs> it was stressful. Um, so we're here to talk about it. And also, we didn't want to spend the next year talking about one season. Yeah, because I <laughs> legit, I for, like, I wrote my notes for this. I don't remember anyone's name. Yeah. So therein lies a challenge of today's episode is just trying to decipher what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> and we've established for anyone who's listened to more than two or three episodes of this show, we forget shit rapidly, like yeah. very quickly. So I don't know what the fuck happened in the first three episodes. Yeah. But we'll get to that later in the utopia part of the section. Yeah. Um, we're, it's been a while since we've done this. I, yeah. I've, I'm kind of concerned that I forgot how to <laughs> podcast and speak. It's okay. Well, listeners, you know, just number one, welcome back. Welcome back to this welcome back. podcast in this extra season. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Welcome. This, this utopia. Utopia Tokyo Drift, um, and we're really excited. We're also really out of out of practice because when did we stop season two? March, no <laughs> April. That was I said that with so much confidence, and it was all so wrong. We stopped in April with the intent of just taking a month, a month off, maybe two, and it's July now. <laughs> no, it's not. It's June 29th. Yeah. When, so we... you, when you are listening to this, most likely it's July. So yeah. it's an interesting thing. And the reason we did decide to take May off was, number one, it was going to be double finals for me as a teacher and as a student. So I kind of wanted to have May 
as a way to just kind of focus and also relax and decompress from like academic year and academic mm. issues and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted May so I could nap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was just a lot happening in May. Yeah. That we were I don't both, remember yeah. that far back, but I feel like it was like a lot. Yeah, I think both of us were like, hey, we should just finish out the season because we were also getting not tired of talking about high fidelity, but also just running out of material. We were just running out of shit. And then because yeah. we we legit thought we we bounced the idea of, oh, we can do a one episode per um, the series. And we found that too exhausting as well. And we're like, we yeah. need to kind of end it. And we just also, need to get this out of the way. We also just don't want to ruin a good thing for us because we love that movie, even though like we're able to critique it. We love it mm-hmm. in order to critique it, right? Yeah. Um, and have fun with it. So it was good to be able to just do that season the way it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also just wanted a break. We wanted a break. And I just, <clears throat> after the finale of last season, I just needed some emotional time to recover <laughs> yeah. from, from Cat Dude just coming onto our show and just being like, hey, fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was some emotional uh recovery from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. I then, I I you know, thoughts and prayers to John's ego. Yeah. But. And then for those of you uh who don't know, part 2 of that conversation technically continues on to the uh Phil in the Film podcast where yes. me and Grace uh were guests. <laughs> and yeah, more fuckboy talk uh, happened there. So if you haven't already, uh, go listen to that episode. What it's was, great. It was a fun episode. It was a. I forgot the fucking it was movie's a fun, name. Some malit malit something like that. Babes. <laughs> Babes. Yes. Babes. Pig Babes. in the city. Babes in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. So you know, go yeah. check out their podcast as well. Yeah. Film the film. Um, I think for us to kind of ease back into these things, it's it's always kind of a thing of like, what did we do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we kind of ex- we overly explored that last last semester last season. <laughs> I don't but, think so. I think that was the perfect amount. <laughs> I think no, I loved it. I loved yeah. that we were able to you know kind of play things a little bit looser and not so strict with the movies, um, and also like. I, we're more comfortable to just talk about ourselves now. So we're going to do that more. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you wanted it or not, audience, here's yes. more us. Because you have to humanize the voices that you hear in your head all the time. You know? Yeah. It's not about what they, what car they drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, John. It's okay. I know. I know. Uh. It's okay. We're past so how was your now. summer vacation, Grace? <laughs> Well, the recap of what the last two, two months, two and a half Three. months, May, June, July. It's not okay. Sure, you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not July yet. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even remember what we did. Holy shit! I should we should re-listen to our stuff eventually. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, oh, I should I should re-listen because we're gonna actually start talking about Utopia again, and then absolutely did not re-listen to anything or even rewatch utopia (laughs) the first parts and i was like wait i should go back and rewatch i feel like the last two months i don't remember them yeah you know like 
And like all last year, we don't remember because it was so repetitive or we just didn't do anything. I feel like May and June were really, really busy for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember. And everyone knows I have a bad memory anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to think. I should have written shit down. (laughs) Oh, I had a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Grace. (laughs) I had a birthday. Uh, Brock and I went to Joshua Tree. Because we wanted to get away, but we also wanted to not be near people. And so, like, a hot desert was, like, perfect, right? Yeah. Um, so Joshua was true as a trip. We also went to LA for a little bit and going from the desert to downtown LA gave me jarring. I imagine so much whiplash. Yeah. Um, but Joshua tree is a fun place. I would go again knowing what I know now. And I didn't Mm. realize that it was $40 to just walk into the park. Really? Yeah. It's a national park. National park. Yeah. Versus a state park, right? Like, that's natural. Because, like, you go to a... Whoa. Right? Like, if you go to a state park, is that different? I don't know. Like, I've always wanted to go to the fucking park where they had Ewoks running around. What park is that? You can just go there. Sequoia? That's the not Sequo- a national... That's not a state park or nothing? I don't know. See? I don't know parks, man. I just... Out- re- I remember... Outdoor times for me, like, the highlight of my outdoors time is when, like, an ice cream truck randomly went down, like, my block. And I was like, whoa, they're never out here in the sunset. And I went outside. Well, I feel like indoor is literally, like, across the bridge, right? So, like, that's not a park. That's, that's not a park? That's, that's just, also where, like, the apes went crazy in Yeah, that's apes, just right? Redwoods. Okay. That's just the Redwoods. Sequoia National Park is Joshua Tree a state park. Whatever. It's a park that we had to pay to get into. And it was it was it was forty dollars. We only went one day because we went to the easy hikes without doing like the crazy climbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got ridiculously sunburnt, and I hated it. And I don't know, cause like the white part of me is like, hey, we're gonna show up in the worst way. And yeah, so- the worst times. <laughs> It's like, all right, so my shoulders got really, really, really burnt pretty badly. Um, is this all the time, though, or is this just like a special occasion where your body's like, now, no. sunburn, it's your birthday. Anytime I'm in the sun, like, I will start looking like a lobster. That, like, s- small percentage of me that, you know, came from Ireland mm-hmm. was like, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a 100-proof yeah. sunscreen. You're, this is where we. This is when we represent. This is, yeah, you, you you're gonna go out there and you're gonna look like a lobster, and I basically look like a lobster. Um, and I didn't have any aloe, so I stupidly used lotion, which has oil in it. And what does oil do other than fry you in heat? So, yeah, not the Pain. best choice that I had, but uh, it was a fun experience to be outside after not being outside for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then finals work, blah, blah, blah. I feel like something happened. Oh, yeah, I moved. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what else is the big thing that moved? Um, so I've been. Uh, so Brock and I found this like one bedroom 
And so we both moved out of our various places and moved into this one bedroom. He moved in first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am slowly moving my stuff or have slowly been moving my stuff over the last month. And then with what's left in my room right now that I'm staring, mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me over 30 days to move these things. And I'm still I'm still packing. I'm still purging. Like what percentage do you think is like gone That's from left. the room and what's left? Uh, about 50%. Whoa. I thought there was less. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you also have to realize that I am a 39-year-old woman that has been carrying everything with me uh, like a turtle. Yeah. So everything in my room is literally everything I have ever owned, including what my parents have. because. Mm-hmm immigrant right and so you got rid of your storage unit last year right i did yeah um i shouldn't have had it in the first place but i was sharing it with someone and then when that someone was like hey i took all my stuff out uh just to let you know you should take your stuff out too (laughs) and i was like wow oh okay um, so I took all my stuff out and then also realized, like, I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's more so the process of purging that is giving me anxiety than the packing. The packing is fine. I don't care. I just move shit from shit places. But, like, I realized since I've moved to San Francisco about um, almost 20 years ago, about 15 years ago, um. I have moved a total of 15 times. Whoa. I, did I? Yeah, uh, 15 is a rough estimate, but at least more than 10. Mm-hmm. So there was one, the, the first, I want to say, decade that I lived here, I was moving like once or twice a year. Do you think it gets easier? Like... over time of like yeah just because of the stuff that we have no and i don't know how i accumulated all this shit i don't even know what half of this is like i don't remember having these or buying these i was like was this gifted Mm -hmm. because i literally came up i moved up to san francisco with like four boxes and i it's just random events like somehow you end up with a san diego comic-con exclusive two-pack of scrolls (laughs) Who the fuck knows where these come from? <laughs> I feel like that's it. It's just like all these little things accumulated and now these little things are everywhere. And so I'm yeah. I'm really kind of facing like, you know, the immigrant, the immigrant part of me that's like you have to save everything just in case, even if it's broken, even, you know, and like I'll come across something and my first instinct is, oh, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. And then I have it and I haven't fixed it, you know? Yeah. Or it'll come in handy. Like I, when I was uh, putting things in the kitchen, I realized I had, I think over 50 jars of just spaghetti jars. Whoa. And I didn't realize how bad I had gotten. Yeah. Until I started like collecting them or putting them in a box from like our kitchen here. And then also like around the room and finding more that I put in a box and put in storage four years ago and hadn't hadn't opened yet and i was like 
I don't need so many jars. Why do I have so many jars? <laughs> and there was a moment where I came across like a bunch of Mac- McDonald's napkins. Yeah. And, you know, I hadn't had McDonald's in at least a year. Has it been that long since we had a McNugget party with Mark? A mukbang? Yeah. A while. Because we all came over to watch, what, wrestling? Wrestling, yeah. That was a while no, ago. You, well, there's another thing. High Fidelity. Oh, we had other stuff. It wasn't McDonald's. No, no, no. For, I think High Fidelity was the Korean stuff. Yeah. No, it was a Wingstop, right? Oh, Wingstop, Wingstop. Yeah. Yeah. Which also viewers, like, eventually one day we'll start doing mukbangs that are videotized. Yeah, we're gonna figure out how that works. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and just and then, react to movies. But yeah, we're yeah. thinking about that. And like maybe vinyl hunts. That yeah, would be a cool thing. Yeah, uh, we could do top five list randomly with random people. So much, so much ideas. Yeah, so we're we're figuring out how to expand this beyond. And and now that like we're both vaccinated, now that like things are a little bit lighter, and we're mm-hmm. getting a little like slightly comfortable. Uh, we'll figure out what to do but for yeah. now yeah so that's that's kind of just been my month of june is just like looking at something and then having existential dread of like having to let it go even though it's a receipt from like 1992 yeah <laughs> i was like why do i have this <laughs> yeah so it's a lot of that and just also feeling really guilty of just con- uh, accumulating like material things and also accumulating waste like mm-hmm. a lot of these things are in boxes or packages or all these other things that I'm like, I really need to cut down on like carbon p- footprint or whatever the fuck. Right. I just yeah. feel bad. So throughout that time, you'd be like telling me how stressful it is to purge stuff and like all the things that you have and you don't remember how you bought it while you're saying messaging me all of the stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah. And I would just randomly send you, new products to buy <laughs> at least those are like see that's also a thing is like i thought i had a lot of toys but i actually don't i have more yeah. Funkos than i thought i did when i finally put them all together i think that's what everyone says who's ever bought more than two funkos they're like i have more funkos than i thought i did yeah because remember i only limit my my thing to like two fandoms two three fandoms mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, why do I have so many? And I always had it in my mindset that I was gifted Funkos by my students. But then when I looked at it, I was gifted two Funkos. Two. What the the hell? What do you have? Well, they gave me Phasma and they gave me Baby Moana. Uh Uh-huh. But I have- What are the other ones that like drifted away from your very focused collection? No, that's all in my focused collection. Oh. Yeah. It's Mulan, Little Mermaid. And, and, the, uh, and the Pop Asias. Filip- yeah, the Filipino mon- uh The Filipino ones. So like Pop Asia Monsters, uh Filipino Monsters, and then Jolly Bee. Do you have a saga pop, no? I know. A saga pop from Saga? Isabel? Oh, is oh yeah, and I have comic books. So I have Saga. Yeah. Uh, I have Isabel Saga because she looks like an Aswang. Mm-hmm. Um I have Dream. No, not Dream. I have Death from Sandman, Sandman. And then I have The Crow. So those are my three comic book ones. Mm-hmm. The rest are Little Mermaid, Mulan. Of Mulan, I have four. Little Mermaid, I have two. Mm-hmm. 
the ones that are the, the ones that are the biggest ones actually are like Jollibee and and the monsters. So I might have to cut uh, cut back to just Jollibee and the monsters. <laughs> yeah. But I was like sitting there. I was like, I have so many. Why? Why do I have so many? I never buy them. That's what Funkos do. They just sneak into your shelf. They're like, yeah. I live here now. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should just ease up on Funkos. Yeah. Um, you say that now, and then we go Frankenstein's. I don't month. know what else would I would want though. Because I mean, I already got Mulan, like masculine and fem and and matchmaker Mulan. I don't need. You don't need Mushu. Nah, Mushu and Cricket. I don't know. I don't want the big ones. Mushu only comes in the big one. Oh, that's kind of weak. Yeah, if they had little ones, if they made them small enough to like be proportionate to the Funko, then maybe. Mm. But because well, they're big, oh, I don't want them. Super small. Well, for cricket so, yeah yeah but yeah and then i have my crow and mm. then i have like some turtles and stuff yeah and my stuffed animals oh god i have so much john <laughs> and we're gonna get more and books god damn it yeah so how have your last two and a half months been i don't know like <laughs> I know I've done stuff. You have. You tell me about it. I feel like I have to like look back in the chat to see what you've. Yeah, like. Because you've been fuck? places. You show me pictures. Where the fuck have I? I've been to Target. <laughs> like, what the fuck have I been doing? Um. <laughs> the geek show get together at the beach. That was that's right. Within two months, right? Yes. That's right. Okay, that so was I, at I the saw end all of, of my friends. That was the end of May, right? May 30th? Has that been in May? Was that that long ago? That was May. Holy shit. Yeah, I feel like I breathed and then fucking it became July. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. And I, I don't want like just a bunch of dead air being like, what the fuck happened in two <laughs> months? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Um... I know one thing that I've been uh, preparing for yeah. is that uh, next month, whatever, uh, yes, towards August. the end of the summer, yeah, because it's July now, uh, <laughs> towards the end of summer, uh, we're going to Disneyland uh, and Frankenstein, like LA with a bunch of friends. Um, I don't know if I should just start naming people, but we're going with a bunch of friends and it's going to be great. And I've never been, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was like nine. So I've been watching so many vlogs and people are telling me to stop, but I can't. You're now. like, you're, it, those are essentially spoilers. You don't want to do a bunch of, Disneyland should be an experience where you're not being like, oh, I saw this in a vlog. Oh, Cause it ruins it for you. You need to be able to experience the ride by itself, John. I know that now, but I started watching them as research. Like, I would prepare for Comic-Con by watching a bunch of Comic-Con shit. And, like, I don't know. That's how I get excited about trips. When I see, like, when I'm going on a particular trip, I like to see where I'm going and get into that mood. Like, I know this is probably the worst thing to do, but before I went on a cruise ship, I watched Titanic because I like to get in the fucking cruise ship mindset. So, Why didn't you just watch vlogs about a cruise ship? Why do you have to watch the cruise ship of, like, history? 
Oh, that's what I realized halfway through the movie. Because it's a very long movie. Uh, and then I eventually did watch vlogs. But yeah, for the last however long since we decided to go to Disneyland, I've just been researching uh, feverishly all and absorbing all of the Disney information that I can. And I've been making a lot of spreadsheets and I've been sending yeah. it to all of our friends. And okay. I just be like, update. So I as, added one as sentence. As much as we love your organization and lo- we, we are all in there with that enthusiasm, right? Like we are finally seeing each other after a year. Yeah. We are hanging out. We are staying at a, you know, I, I was gonna, just going to yell the hotel just in case like there's randos. But <laughs> no. I was just like, no, no. Nah, let's <laughs> I not. tell them what We're staying at a hotel, and, yeah. which is, you know, going to be fun. It's it's just, it's a trip, which we haven't gone on together since Comic, no, Comic-Con, LA Con. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yeah. Right? So it's, you know, like these are, majority of them are from our Assemble team. Mm-hmm. Our con, our con assemble team, and so it's just it's we've we've hung out with them before, so it's just it's an excitement of us being in this place of everyone doing something of going somewhere that is not here, mm-hmm. you know, and all these things. And I think it's just you started making spreadsheets for the most mundane things, and I was like, yeah. why do we have twenty <laughs> spreadsheets? Like I'm literally like, John. Yeah. You're like spreadsheet for vegan food when one of our friends thought she was able to come, but she can't anymore. And I'm like, you, you don't have to make a spreadsheet for that. Well, I, again, I know that now. <laughs> and I wanted things to be organized. And then I was going to fucking Voltron that shit and you, make a mega spreadsheet. You went you went a little bit crazy. You created a, Google, a, a drive, not a doc, yeah. a drive. And yeah. in that, there is... There's a lot of shit. Eight. Eight? There are eight things there. Yeah. And it's just, it's like one is overview, one is reservations, one is ticket info, one is how to buy tickets, one is here's what this, here okay, are some hotel I got rid things. of some of them. <laughs> here is, like, here's what to look at at Galaxy Edge. This is, you know, vegan options. Here's like a Disney questionnaire. And I'm like... You, that's all in the overview, man. <laughs> yeah, because I Voltron them eventually, Grace. <laughs> yes, eventually. But this is after like editing down a lot. So I was yeah. like laughing because like one day you went crazy and was just like asking us all these questions and then you made more spreadsheets and that in in like our private channel. I was like, John, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> And there'd be days where, like, because everyone has a life to live, except me, when I'm, like, doing Disney shit, like, planning shit. So I'm like, oh, there's a question that they didn't answer. Like, I'll, call, I'll call the hotel to talk to someone about this. I think this is my favorite, is that you sent out, like, the equivalent of a doodle. That was like, what, sh- what time should we show up at Disney? Where do we uh, get lunch? Where do we get dinner? What else do we need to plan for? And I was like, Calm down. Yeah. This Calm. is like the most organized I've ever been. And no one, no one literally responded to Yeah. This and I was like, cool. We're like, <laughs> I was like, give us time to respond. But also you're telling us to respond on the Google Docs as well as this extra quiz, as well as on the webs on, on Discord, as well as in like coming to us 
individually to get our answers. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you threw it away. <laughs> I deleted it, all right? Now there's seven things on the dock. <laughs> so it's just like the enthusiasm overload, but also like, I think you were just so, and it's with all of us, but you were like so like nervous. And Who it's knew? planning it's, a fucking trip to Disney would be so. It's still much. up there, like you said. The other option is still there. And All I'm right, like, fine. <laughs> I'm deleting vegan. No one's a vegan anymore. <laughs> we all bought our Disney tickets. Goodbye. <laughs> Anaheim Hotel. We're booked. Boom. There's four docks in the drive now. <laughs> like I love it. It's so funny. You're like that one group member who's like, we need to make sure everything's on time. Is it on time? Which also, like, group members on Zoom? Good lord. But anyways, yeah. it kind of felt like that. Where I was like, give us time to think about it. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. For- <laughs> he's been slowly going crazy. Because he's just like, <laughs> he's like, pand- not that the pandex- pandemic is over. It's not. But it's just yeah. like, hey, I got something to do. I can do these things. And we need to do this. And we need to do that. And we can... Uh, here, here are all the fucking options in the entire world, and I was like, choose, choose one. <laughs> so it's it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's very informative, and it's very thorough. Um, and we all love and appreciate that you have done that, and we love you. Um, but also, <laughs> I've had two interventions the last two podcasts that I've been in. <laughs> They're like, John, the car you drive creates the perception of you being a fuckboy. And John, you need to ease up on spreadsheets. Like, I remember you doing this stuff for, like, Comic-Con in Comic-Con. LA. And we were fine yeah. with it. But I feel like... This was, one. It was this, the perfect storm of it was. It's after, like, two years of not being able to do this. And you're yeah. like... I, need, I get I need the taste again. And so it was, just, it was very fun to see you go into, like beast mode you know <laughs> yeah like i made up for the last two years where i didn't plan shit yeah and so i think it was just very funny and it was like and it's also like me who would go two or three times minimum a year to disneyland because i had a season pass my sister you know lives down south so i would just like drive down to her and then just go to disney to have dinner or just to walk around or whatever right like i didn't have that sense of planning mm-hmm. i was like well, let's just go and i didn't you know i didn't do anything for this and then the more that you were doing it i was like oh yeah covid oh yeah restrictions i'm all we gotta get reservations and i was just like thank you for doing that because i was like let's just show up and buy tickets then so i i'm glad that you were able to like really research what was going down at disneyland and and really following what's going to happen in these next few weeks and what has happened since it's reopening in what april yeah march so that's really good um but the funny part is like the longer we like the closer we get to our trip uh the more restrictions that they're dropping throughout the park Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the fucking two months of research that I've done is useless now. No, <laughs> because I'm... those don't even apply. Like most of it, I'm like, oh, Some man. Some of it went down I under, and we, you started like eliminating things that we needed to do and stuff. So it's it's going to be interesting as things slowly open up and as other things, um, 
you know, get a little bit uh, more crowded for Disneyland. But I think it's, I mean, we're, you did really good. We did, we're going to do great. Disneyland's going to be amazing. Um, But yeah, like. I'm done with spreadsheets. (laughs) I've planned everything. You're done with this one. Because then I'm already thinking about, about how we need to start for next year. Mm-hmm. Like we should ease back into the cons slowly. Yeah. But I was like, when is Emerald Con? When is it usually? May, right? April. April. Because it was it was March, coming around April. the corner when like COVID hit. March. Yeah. March April. Yeah. So it's March April. So I'm I don't go think on a I'm fucking tour. Huh? I'm gonna go on a fucking tour when everything's like better, better. I'm going to hit as many cons as I can next year. That's what I was thinking that we could try to do if we mm-hmm. feel comfortable. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with this year. But yeah, because the original plan were John and I were going to keep Comic-Con as our staple. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to a different con in another state every year. So it'd be Comic-Con and then something else. So it's like I've been to Emerald Con, which mm-hmm. I loved. Um, I haven't. And so we we're like, let's let's go to Com to Emerald Con. I'm a little bit familiar with that. That's when my family was living there. Um, it would have been fun, but now my family's in Minnesota, so we got to figure out what's in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like that, and then like, uh, what is it? Rose Rose Con in Oregon. I think so. And then there's like Dragon Con. Dragon Con. There was that there's... con in Florida that I really want to go to. So we're yeah. all starting to plan this so i think that if we start with the mindset of like how do we research all these things um it'll come with it and then eventually like now that you know we see how you work we see how other people work like we'll be able to get on the same page Mm -hmm. of like how to plan that future trips yeah did you use any (laughs) any apps to help you with this no Okay. Yeah. So this is just all you deep diving in the internet. Yeah, just me scouring the internet for whatever I need. That's great. Yeah, it got see, it got me uh, through two months with no memory or recollection of what happened, but I'm here now. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it was it was fun to see this kind of go down, but also it was like relax because i felt like you were gonna you were gonna like hurt yourself in one way or another <laughs> right like a blood like Just nose like that on the dripping on yeah the i was like a blood vessel in your forehead is gonna pop because i can just He's see gonna it overheat <laughs> right because there was like one day where you kind of i was like john you, you bro you okay <laughs> you good <laughs> no we missed out on some resis <laughs> i am I'm still confused about that part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We can find food. I'm not worried. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried. So that's been like John's ex- experience and, and, you know, yeah. by default, our experiences of feeling John's excitement, right? Yeah. And also, like, we're also really fucking excited. I love Disney. I'm a Disney girl. I'm the only person who's been to Disney in like the last five years. Everyone else hasn't, right? I think. Or, uh, well, Cat. Cat. Yeah, come on. Last year, I think she said. Yeah, they went last like year. Cat, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, and... whenever they were able to go. So. 
Because uh, for a while it was just me who came as an adult and I was like, oh, be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mimi went that recently. Oh, okay. Um, so it's most it's mostly me where I'm yeah. just like, I want to fucking sit in the Millennium Falcon. Like, that's what. That's the big thing. It's the simplest idea where I'm just like, Grace, can we talk about John Cusack? And then it became a discussion and then it became a podcast. And then now I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, we sh- I want to sit in the Millennium Falcon and it's open now. And it, be- it became like, I want to sit there for my birthday to all of a sudden, let's plan a trip for nine people. Yeah. And Well, it's it's also like, it's your birthday month. It's Sophie's birthday month. So it's like, yeah. we're going to be celebrating birthdays and other like milestones in our in our lives while we're at Disneyland. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're celebrating celebrating a lot. I don't want to touch too much about too much on it because we still have a fucking show to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of fucking celebrating, like celebrating that we got to do, like for the whole year that we didn't get to celebrate. We're gonna celebrate it at uh, yeah Disneyland. Yeah. So it's it's been an exciting time off podcast air. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we're doing a short season because we're like we're going to fucking Disneyland. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we also just really wanted to get through Utopia. Yeah. Because it's just like, man, it's not coming back. We should just finish out the series. And bury and come, it. Yeah, and bury it. And it's it's the I feel like Utopia one episodes one, two, and three, I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like you said you forgot everyone. And I was I sitting everyone. there. I was sitting there trying to like figure out like last time on Utopia. And I'm just like, how do we overview Utopia right now? Um, shit. <laughs> so here are the things that I slightly remember is that the group, the main group that are like the Utopia fanatics that had their own little discord group. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was Sam who was the white girl. Who's Sam? Oh, okay. Wilson Wilson, who was the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Ian, who was like a health insurance salesman. Yeah. Becky? Becky, yeah. Who has a... Was sick. Yeah, I was going to say terminal illness, but she's sick. And Grant, who lied about being super rich. He's the kid. He's a kid. So they all are connected to Utopia. No, Dystopia? Dystopia. Dystopia, which is this like comic book that predicted stuff. Yeah. And like like it was a deep, they they believed that it had a deeper meaning than what the comic presented. And it was uh, prophesizing whatever's to come. Okay. So that's their main group. That's our main characters, right? Mm-hmm. And they are all connected to this comic book, which has a sequel called Utopia um, that was found in someone's like grandfather's hoarding basement. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are quote unquote good guys. Mm-hmm. And then we have the bad guys. Yeah, right? we have the... The two dudes who are pretty much the hitmen. 
Okay, so we have Arby, who is one of the hitmen, who is the most unsettling one, because he ha- he, there's, like, a specific thing about him where you... Okay, so if you think of, like, a traditional or a stereotypical, like, nerd, is he mm-hmm. kind of the equivalent of that? No. He's, like, the f- fucked up version of someone from, like, Big Bang Theory. Mm. You know, where you're like, that's someone's idea of a nerd, but it's not really, like, modern nerd, but it's, like, a caricature of a nerd. Yeah. So he's, like, that guy who goes around with, like, a pen pen, or a pocket protector. Yeah, with a pocket protector, wearing, like, a nylon tracksuit or whatever. Yeah, and he has an inhaler and freaks out and all that stuff, right? Bad haircut. Yeah. So that's, that's one of our hitmen. He was, like, the big bad in what, like? the first three episodes yeah Yeah. he had a partner who i don't remember his name we just kind of called him the like he had a jason mraz hat or something Mm -hmm. he had like a fedora yeah so we were just like that guy that guy died yeah fedora fred is dead okay so he died um we didn't know who they worked for we just knew that they were finding the trying to look for the comic and subsequently trying to find jessica hyde who is the heroine of the comic Mm -hmm. but also turns out to be a real person who links up with the main group yeah okay and then we have two scientists yeah we have uh dwight uh what fuck is his name rain rain wilson from (laughs) the office dwight wow (laughs) (laughs) he plays dr michael or they call they call him michael Okay, so he was a big scientist because mm-hmm. he went to like Peru. Where the fuck he did went, he go? He went somewhere, and he was able to identify a new strain of the flu mm-hmm. and come up with a vaccine for it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow he ends up working in the basement of a community college and can't right. get can't get funding for anything for any of his research yeah so there's him and then on the opposite we have dr christy Mm -hmm. played by john cusack that's john cusack who didn't show up until which episode two so he didn't show up till the second episode Mm -hmm. so he is like the famous scientist who has all the funding and all the money and all the technologies and created a meat substitute that people were accusing him of uh, creating something that made children sick because for some reason he was able to introduce the meat to school children Mm -hmm. Um, and then those school children came down with a quote-unquote mysterious flu. Yeah. So that is the premise of the characters and kind of the gist of the show of, of just where like, we are. That's where we ev- are. Everyone trying to get the the pages to the Utopia comic. People are trying to get Jessica Hyde. Hyde. <laughs> I keep saying Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. Rabbit. Everyone's trying to get those two things and um, trying to figure out what's coming with this new 
pandemic, possibly? Yes, this new illness that is killing children. This new children. illness that's sweeping across... The nation. The nation. <laughs> See, again, you, you hear some of this stuff and you're just like, oh, too, 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 too close to, to home. But it's Especially also, when they start talking about like vaccine rollouts and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the conspiracy around the the virus and the conspiracy around the vaccine and the rushness around the vaccine. Like it's a, it's, I, we can definitely see why it is not getting picked up for a season two in this environment. Mm-hmm. I feel like at a different time, this would have been a really good. Like this show would have been amazing. This would have been great when, but the a, pe- like a time where it was more science fiction than reality. Yesterday, yeah. So there's just a lot of like one thing about the show is it's extremely violent. Yeah, like there's torture. Um, they have no qualms about experimenting on children or like killing children (laughs) like it's it's just it tends to be a lot sometimes like the violence um but it's also really comedic violence because that's what you do right like sometimes it has to be comedic in in order for you to stomach it and so um our our ragtag tag group of people sam died like immediately like jessica Mm -hmm. just straight up shot her in the head and the way that they make that funny is that no one touches her body for like two days. So she's just in the living room of this abandoned house and everyone has to walk over her and able to get through the front door. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that's so sad. But also, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's weird. Um, and with as much violence that Jessica inflicts on them, they are all still on her side. Because they need, they also need to know what's happening, what's going to happen with Utopia. They all have a stake in it somehow. I'm not entirely sure if everyone's stake is fleshed out yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if they just want to know out of curiosity, or so so far, like the person that I know who has the biggest stake, other than Jessica Hyde, is Becky because mm-hmm. she's ill. Right. So she thinks there's a cure in Utopia that will fix her. Mm-hmm. Ian is only in the group because of Becky. They're an item. We loved them at first and now we want their ship to sink. Yeah. They're horrible. She he's horrible. He's a horrible, horrible person. Um Wilson Wilson is there just to find out? I think he's just, just to find out and just like prove that he is like he was right about this. Mm. you know and then grant is there because he's he he's like jessica hyde yeah so he wants to see what happens to her um so yeah that's pretty much what i think what's happened in the that's a recap of the the last (laughs) three three episodes. episodes um and then episode four had some pretty the end of episode three into episode four, like everything just kind of bombshelled, mm-hmm. right? Like we find out that Arby is working for Dr. Christie um, in episode four. A lot of things like it went from like knowing nothing to knowing everything very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I there was a with episode four, I felt like it was like. 
jumping into it after not watching the series and especially like in episode three a, a character that is close to jessica hyde dies mm-hmm. and so it opens up with them uh i think this character artemis mm-hmm. was jessica's old caretaker mm-hmm. and then for some reason they stopped hanging out which i guess what's hap is what happens when you're like bred to be a soldier right like you mm-hmm. stop hanging out with with the person who trains you mm-hmm. and then you know in in that age, age old like you have to beat the master or you have to beat the one who trained you and able to grow like jessica has to kill artemis yeah so they open it up with like just her and grant digging a, a hole a grave yeah <sighs> how did you feel about this episode like this episode kind of felt like how this series has been for me where (laughs) it's a lot of like what's going on what's happening Mm -hmm. and then them explaining things very rapidly Mm -hmm. and then cliffhanger you know so like that's been the structure for the series every episode so far and then even the pace that they go at where it's like Something's happening. I don't know what it is. Slow, 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 slow. Mm-hmm. Reveal cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, so it, it it felt a lot of what we've had and a lot more f- exploration and then fleshing out of the characters that we haven't really gotten to see yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like Christie's son, uh, the dude who was Riddler from Gotham. Uh, Thomas, 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 yeah, yeah, he was unsettling before. Like I remember the first shot we saw Cusack uh, in episode two, he was biking to his office. Yes, and then the first scene he showed up here is he's biking with his son. Yeah, and both of them, there was nothing too weird about it. Like they didn't shoot them ominously or anything, but. Just the vibe that both of them gave off. You're just like, there's something wrong with these two dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of like mirroring of like the earlier stuff, but it's just pushing a lot of that forward. Enjoy. Like, yeah, like um, Dr. Michael, where early on we reveal like how he's just like this really kind of timid dude. Where he was just scared to get like funding for a lot of his things that he needs in his lab to just him hanging out at a diner and all of a sudden you see him building up this the the like the confidence to ask all of these people who just left the the quarantine area and just finding out as much of the uh the flu as he can mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a lot of that it's just like here's this thing here's this character we know. Let's explore that. So I feel like this is just like a, a, a exploration episode. Do you feel, um, do you feel like the series is a little bit like the pacing is always kind of. It's. What do you think of the pacing? Because I still I understand that. You know, you have a large ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can't do everything all at once. Mm hmm. But it's also like these big reveals are are big. Yeah. 
and then they just move on. Like with Christy, we found out he was bad because Arby shows up in his backyard and you think, oh shit, he's, you know, Arby's going to kill Christy. And then he comes in and they start playing what? Jacks? Yeah, I don't they know. They sit on the floor. Very unsettling. Yeah, they both sit on the floor. Like yeah, they sit on the floor and they're. Children. They do like a children's game on the floor. And then he's sitting there getting an update about like, oh yeah, so and so didn't make it. This is what I did to them. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're doing great. You're earning your place. But mm-hmm. I will say that scene was was a pretty beautiful scene mm-hmm. in the way that I think that was like one of the best Dutch angles I've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like Dutch angled on Cusack and then it did that flip to him. And I was like, that was really good. That was good to yeah. really show like, oh, fuck, they're bad. Yeah. Right. And we we kind of speculated that we're like oh he's a bad guy yeah like there's just something off about the way that he he interacts with his children his son is off um everything has like a underlying like sinister feel with cusack and his people or mm-hmm. christy and his people right um and in in this one like you see just how far it goes with him right because it's 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 just it's like you kind of see like the diabolical mad scientist in this episode mm-hmm. right yeah like even though he's not in it that much like you see but you have that feeling that he's controlling everything yeah like, you see he's puppet master yeah like we uh, i made that comparison to lex luther a few episodes ago whenever we did that mm-hmm. um, but i was just like he seems like I'm, I'm hoping that's the kind of bad guy he is before we even knew he was going to be the the big like a bad guy for the show mm-hmm. where we're just like i hope he's like lex luther where he's like that rich scientist dude who controls everything mm-hmm. you know and it, it kind of seems like he is that type yeah. of villain which is great but for the longest time, it took me like I was trying to figure out why this version of Cusack is so unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's not like what he says like most of the time because he says some pretty creepy shit. Like at one point <laughs> in this episode, he was he he sniffed a baby and he was like, "New baby smell." We're oh, like, Ooh, yeah. weird, man. <laughs> like it that's and that's a thing that people do because new babies smell amazing but yeah the way that he did the way it. he did it was weird <laughs> and it's not even like the way they light him you know like you, they light people in movies and it's a dead giveaway like oh bad guy oh, he's good really guy. well lit he's always in like perfect lighting yeah he's in perfect like, there's lighting, never so shadows around him they're not trying to shoot him like ominously yeah. they're not shooting him particularly evil where everyone's like looking up or looking down at they're shooting him like a normal dude but there's something different about this version of john and it finally hit me when i was watching episode five when i was at um hanging out with you guys Mm -hmm. and it was um it it's a lot like fucking uh 24-hour photo with robin williams where I was like, mm. there's this dude who you you spent most of your life knowing and you have an idea of this dude. Mm-hmm. And for, for both John and Robin, you're just like this dude who is just like bottled energy, bottled lightning, you know, mm-hmm. and just like you see you're used to him just being very charming or being very off the wall, just 
fucking high energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then for 24-hour photo and for insomnia, Robin Williams' performance in that is great because you're just waiting for him to fucking blow up, you know. It's restrained. Yeah, he's very restrained, very, yeah. very controlled, and it's more effective because you know what he's capable of. Yeah. Same thing for John in this. You're just like, he's not yelling. And then I made a joke about it. We were watching because he finally yelled in episode five. But then I was just like, oh, he's not yelling. And then it became, oh, it's his energy. He's a very different, very different dude. Yeah. From Rob, you know, from (laughs) the dude that we just spent the whole fucking season breaking down. Yeah. He's a very different guy. And it's not just age. It's not like John's playing tight, like tired. It's a choice, and it's a terrifying one. Well, it's, it's the not best like way. he's playing tired. He's playing like he's playing calculated. It's it's very calculated, but I also feel like there's a you know that this character is so is like again like the famous scientist of the moment, mm-hmm. right? And all eyes are on him because one, um, people thought it was a synthetic his uh meat substitute so immediately which i think is a this is gonna sound horrible but it's a great tactic in in his plan is to have everyone know who he is even if you don't care about science mm-hmm. it's just like all of a sudden his name is in every household is on the news all the time because he created a meat that people are accusing him of coming up with the virus. Mm-hmm. And 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 they are contact contracted through this meat, which it's not. Mm-hmm. Right? What the fuck was the meat called? I forgot, man. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> so it was like it was like uh It's like the impossible burger, but not. Yeah, which also creeped me out because it's the impossible. It's literally the impossible burger. Yeah, but remember the show in the that came from it, the UK made this before the impossible burger. So I'm like, yeah. so it's like, um, so it's a synthetic meat that he has been giving to the schools for free or something, and just. When these kids came down with the illness, there, you know, there is a very staged press conference mm-hmm. where he walks out when they ask him, when they start confronting him about how coincidental that the places where the outbreaks are is where the meat has been served. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, it's not my meat. It's not even meat. Yeah. Um. Which is like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and then with the 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 thing that's kind of revealed in this episode is that it it is I I can't even explain it. It's not the meat, but it's connected to the meat. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm I'm clear. We're still oh. trying to. F- I think they didn't really flush it out at least too much, because it's it's revealed that yes, Christie Labs exposed the virus, mm-hmm. right? 
for the greater good, whatever the fuck that means. Because they have a really terrifying type of work meeting mm-hmm. that Christie's like, Thomas, it's your time to shine. And so Thomas goes into this meeting trying to figure out what to do about Jessica Hyde, about how to get this to, uh, utopia, about Dr. Michael, and then how to, you know, all these things. And they're like, again, it is a, a it's a small room. It's four men, one woman, and the woman is Kara, who's connected to them, right? So Kara is on literally on one side by herself. Mm-hmm. You have the four guy, uh, three guys on the other side, and then you have Thomas, and the three guys are obviously yes men. Mm-hmm. So they're saying yes to everything. Good idea, great idea. This is how you should do it there's Thomas kind of just throwing things out and having this weird energy where he's trying to be commanding, but completely isn't because he's nervous and scared. Mm -hmm. And then you have Kara who challenges him. Mm -hmm. And the thing that he's all, you're being emotional. And I was like, you, Oh, you're going to bring this in here. Utopia. Are you, you're going to, you're going to bring that fucking energy in here. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's very clear that they unleashed this thing and it's very clear that they have a plan. They had a plan and then Christy did something they didn't expect. Not Christy. Michael. Michael. But what did he do? What do you think of fucking Christy's plan though? Like Well, it's just I I don't get it. Like if this happened like like that's just for to make this as easy as possible like say people blamed covid on one particular fucking lab which some people do and they're okay. saying it came from one person and then that mm-hmm. one person came out towards the end of it and he's just like i'm the person who can fix this i would my immediate response would be like yeah you could fix it because you made it so if people think he f- started this and at the end now, he's just like, we have no. a vaccine. See, that's the thing, though, is people don't think he started it because there were things that were orchestrated that proved the meat didn't do it. So they're, so they're starting to look at what other things are connected between these schools across America. And it's like, well, school supplies, textbooks, um, you know, the the uh specific juice they have and then Mm -hmm. realizing when they know more about the virus that it's not spread through various things so it's like why are these places specific because it's not what do they say it's not airborne it's Mm -hmm. not blood it's like so that's why they brought in dr michael because they're like this flu has existed before he's he's found the cure for it before and it's not me because he he has the vaccine for it and it existed yes. years ago. Okay. So if, so he was technically supposed to do that, but then he did something they didn't expect, which I'm not entirely sure what he did. Because they're like, he, he didn't do what we thought he would do. And I'm like, what did you expect him to do? Like, I don't oh, get it. was it when they had that meeting, mm-hmm. Dr. Michael and Christy, and he was just like, we're going to put you on the team officially. And then he was just like, I want to study this more. Oh, so he was supposed to be part of... Christy yeah. Labs yeah. to help him come up with the vi- the 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 cure. 
the cure or just like be part of the be part of it official so presentation so that's why uh in the later episode they had to create that whole scenario just to get him on board okay got you got you so okay so with this one at least in this episode he goes rogue and goes to an epicenter by himself mm-hmm. finds a way to not infiltrate but just starts going to the protests with them with the parents who are concerned about their children who are chanting outside of the quarantine zone which is maybe 10 feet away from a tent a full, tent. Of, yeah. sick full children, of sick children. children where the parents are actively chanting children are dying yeah while their children are in there which is not a thing I would scream as a parent when knowing my child is sick. I would I would scream, give me back my child. Yeah. Or save my child. Like something like that. But right. no, they're just, you know, all of them are parents and not holding signs up about their children or anything. They're just screaming out of the top of their lungs. Children are dying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this protest? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Scary shit if you're in that tent. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, the thing thing about, like, what's orchestrated in the tent and what's orchestrated with with Michael is, like, okay, so he found – so this is already a pre-existing illness, Mm pre-existing virus um, that he has done research on already and published an article on already Mm -hmm. about finding the flu and curing the flu Mm -hmm. and yet no one will listen to him yeah and i'm like you're in a medical journal like fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm just i'm just i'm like okay has it has time gone by that this is no longer relevant or was it too small of a sample size i'm probably that like all of the things above right and like i'm also wondering what happened to him to warrant from being this this hands-on practicing scientist in the world to a to a sign out of a city city college so i'm wondering like what was his fall from grace yeah right because he was he he and it kind of hints of it too, because his wife's like, "You're gonna get back into it. You're gonna be able to do this." So I'm like, "Did he have a mental breakdown? Mm-hmm. Did he, you know, do something that caused death? Did he, you know, like what was the thing to kind of derank him in the eyes of science, the science world, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, he knows Christy on a personal level, and they've worked together before." Mm-hmm. right and so that was like a bunch of my questions of like what the hell is happening with this right now who is this guy because he, he seems kind of compared to his wife like Michael's like very like I can't do shit about it mm-hmm. and she's like you can do it you can get out there you've done this before you have the you have the cure like, just tell vaccine, them yeah and then you find out, yeah, it's his vaccine. It's distributed in a certain way. But we can't figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. Or how these kids got it, right? So it's... 
I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. So, like, this, the, the, the premise of Utopia is an interesting premise, but it's just so close. Yeah, I don't, it's just not the right time for it. It's so close. Yeah. And the reveals in this episode, I feel like it's too much all at once. Because it's like, oh, Christy's bad. Oh, Christy started the epidemic. Oh, Christy has the cure. Oh, Christy's going to do all these things to make sure that everything stays on his trajectory. Mm-hmm. Which includes fucking killing Kara and her entire family. Yeah. Which is like children and infants. And that wasn't even the biggest reveal. No. Like, the re- like we also had that reveal of, like, through the clues that they found in the Utopia pages of, like, them connecting with a government person who, ex- like, pretty much she was just the exposition agent. Mm-hmm. And she just dropped all of this stuff on us, like, who the, what's his name? The white, the rabbit dude? Mr. Or who? Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit um yeah who mr rabbit is and like his history and like how he's a real person and like all the things he's done to stay hidden and stuff yeah so the thing of the lore of mr rabbit which we're assuming is this pretty rogue badass evil scientist which you know the show wants you to think it's christy but i don't think it's christy mm-hmm Right? It I think can't, it's Dr. Michael. It, it can't be Cusack. You think it's Michael? I think it's Dr. Michael. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to turn it on. He's He's been hiding behind like this like mental breakdown. Mm. Because, because like, he, he, and he has the capabilities to do it because like he's like he found this vaccine, like this, this vaccine and flu before. So I think like he knows what he's doing and he's hiding in like behind this like mental breakdown and he's purposely and willingly hiding in that like basement for work to do his thing quietly mm-hmm. because like he wanted to be buried and be left alone and to do his thing until like it's like the best time for him so like oh. i think it's him and uh dr christie playing this really fucked up game of chess and like i keep making this <laughs> comparison to lex luthor yeah Fucking like Cusack is doing a great job of like playing, like appearing to play that role for the show. Okay. But like the best kind of Lex is like you don't even know he's playing until like way later. Way later. And uh Rain Wilson played Lex Luthor in the animated DC movies. So he's just gonna tap back into his fucking Lex days. <laughs> so okay. I still it's rain that's Ooh, my uh that's a good one. That's like my that guess. Because it's it's kind of it's so, so assuming that one of them is is Doctor Rabbit or Mister Rabbit, right? So, Mister Rabbit, the lore of Mister Rabbit is that he was part of this government, this government group of scientists, like the world's top scientists, um, who basically dabbled in biological wealth warfare, mm-hmm. right? So, these scientists were creating viruses um that are 
genetic or specific or whatever, right? And it, and it kind of harkens back to like Nazi Germany where like the scientists were trying to figure out how to target a specific race or a specific lineage or a specific whatever, whatever, right? Like it, it has ties back to that. Um, mm-hmm. And that uh, that government um, scientist group was supposedly formed after 9-11 right Mm -hmm. and able to see like even if we could create the virus we're not going to use it but we can use it as a threat Mm -hmm. right biological warfare big thing um but eventually what happens is that there's a a faction group that are like rogue Mm -hmm. right that are will no longer listen to the government and basically we'll go to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, China. So they went to China. Yeah. To, and, and sold this, this virus. And then China reneged on the backed out of the deal to which the head scientist, Mr. Rabbit said, no, you can't do that. Fuck you guys. I want my money. Mm-hmm. And then proceeded to unleash the virus that they were supposed to sell to China. Um, just unleashed the virus, which ended up being pig flu. Mm-hmm. A for- or a form of SARS or whatever. Um, and then China retaliated, got mad, kidnapped Mr. Rabbit, tortured mm-hmm. him, carved a Chinese character, character rabbit into his chest to identify who he was and then alerted the world governments into play and they all decided to play a game of who can kill mr rabbit the fastest mm-hmm. right or not the fastest who can do it in the worst way worst way in the worst way so then of course mr rabbit because he's mr rabbit is like all right let me be part of that as well and then proceeds to kill the 65 people who know who he is in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then goes into obscurity. So you're saying that's Rain. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying that's, that's Rain. That's Michael. Yeah, that's Michael. That's Dr. Michael. That's Dwight. Oh, that'd be really cool if it was. Because I could totally see a scene in this show where, for whatever reason, John's doing like yoga lattes or something, and they expose <laughs> his bare chest, and there's no like, f- and, and Ooh, it's like there's... a shot from behind, and we're full like it's rotating towards the front, and we're totally expecting a shot of like the fucking rabbit symbol on his chest, and there's nothing, nothing there, and then it cuts to like a sim like a fucking shot of Dwight with his shirt off, and he has fucking scars on it and shit. And we're like, oh shit, it's Mister Rabbit. Hmm. Okay. That'd be an interesting twist. Yeah. I think the bigger twist, it's fucking Grant. <laughs> it's the little kid. Well. Or, or uh, what's his name? The annoying dude. I feel like one of them is a double agent. I, in in the group? Yeah. It's not. I think it's. it might be Sam. Who's Sam? The white girl who died. Oh, okay. Who's the annoying dude? Ian. Ian. I think it's if there's any traitor He's in the group, too it's stupid. Ian. No, that's you. It's the appearance of stupid. I hate him so much. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it's him because at least that I have a reason to hate him. I f- but I feel like there has to be a traitor 
Because yeah. and I know it kind of alludes to him being like the the coward of the group. He's the one who doesn't want to do anything. He's the one who whines all the time. He's mm-hmm. the one who's just like not going to do this until like Becky's in danger, and then he white knights her. Yeah. See, that's why I don't I don't trust it. Like I just I know so you he, don't like, trust him. So you think he's, trust him. he's trying to get in with Jessica. Yeah, he's trying to stay with the plan for as long as he can, mm. so he can track it. Okay. See, he, um, he he has that look about him where he's kind of creepy. So he could be from uh, the fucking creepy. from what's the group? The I have no fucking clue. The hive? What are we talking about? Harvest. Farm? Harvest. Yeah. Harvest, hive. Harvest is a... the, the the faction. Yeah. The faction. So, the the break off scientist. Yeah. That... So he could be from Harvest. Hmm. He could be a a weird child. <laughs> oh, that was also another thing. Is like you find out that Christy is has like a a school of like sleeper agents. Yeah, like it's straight up was these like children call badass kids children. Yeah, yeah. Like they use one of them to frame Grant for a massacre in a house. Mm-hmm. Like, at first I thought that they were going to kill him. Yeah, like sacrifice him. Yeah. But no, they went the more fucked up route. Yeah, and so what they do with him is they dress him like Grant. They have Grant's finger fingerprints. And then um, he is given a gun. He go, and I, so I was like, oh man, are they going to make the kid kill him? Kill, kill the family? And then like, it's so messed up. Because they're like, he, like, this kid's name's Adam. And thoughts about that already. But they're like, oh, Adam's really obedient. Adam's really good. As long as he's done what he's told, he'll do really well. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So, number one, the original plan was to go to a park mm-hmm. and just shoot everybody in the park and blame it on Grant. Mm-hmm. And Kara did not like that. So then they all went after Kara and her family, which I was like, wow, that's fucked. Yeah, the family she, who John Cusack was the fucking baby. He was yeah, just he sniffed her baby's earlier. head, and he was at like at that baby's baptism. He said, and he yeah, knew, he knew her since she was an intern. Like this was, like, and she was all about it. She was all. She's like, of course, I am part of this plan. I am there for the sacrifice. I understand the good, like the just good sacrifice. Not this one, just not this one. She's like, you can't. She, yeah, she's like, I think I, she, her main thing was just like, I think my, my kids play there. Yes. So she's they like, went after her fucking kids. So, yeah, they straight up went after her kids. Because it was just straight up like, you know, senseless, quote unquote, senseless act of violence versus calculated active warfare. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's how she saw it. Like, these are casualties of war. These are not. And so it's just a very interesting thing of like, that's where she draws the line. Yeah. And so Grant does this and it's pretty, it's a pretty good pass off. Like I thought that was done really well. He goes inside. He touches all these things to make sure that, or Adam, uh, Mm -hmm. Grant Adam puts Grant's fingerprints everywhere, leaves the gun on the table and walks out of the house. Mm-hmm. And there's cameras in the house, so they're very aware aware, aware of where, of where he the cameras can, are. can't be. Yeah. So it's so then Arby comes in through a side door, and you're like, oh, I know what's happening. Yeah. So Arby comes in, picks in the gun, 
sees Kara, and Kara and imme- Kara immediately knows what's happening, and is just like, "Well, fuck me." Yeah. Right. He goes on to shoot all of them, and remember, this is like Sunday family night dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, Kara is like a second child to Cusack. Mm-hmm. Or to to Doctor Christie, right? And you know, basically was in running to be her his number two was in direct composition competition with Thomas. If mm-hmm. Thomas wasn't like blood related, if Thomas yeah. if if Thomas if is blood is. related, because we're not sure, because blended family, right? But and she and and. He even asked her, like, how is Thomas in the boardroom? And he was, she was like, he's not strong enough for something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants easy ways out. So it was very, it was very weird. Because, mm-hmm. like, the whole time, I'm, I'm, yeah, she, she's just, Saying that he's, he only sees it a certain way and has no deviation, right? And she's trying to find other ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not in a line. And so Thomas or, or Dr. Christie is like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's ready yet either. And then immediately like does that, does that. But with Arby, like. They're starting to humanize Arby, which I'm not. I'm not knowing how I feel about. Because mm-hmm. after he kills them and and kills like the last child that was in the bathroom, he screams, mm-hmm. and we're not entirely sure what that was about. It's it's and, an interesting thing. We have we're halfway through the series, the se- season, but series, and at this point. It's a weird feeling because yeah, we're getting more characterization, more more depth through these characters, but I just don't think there's enough time. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like watching a, a game and like there's a blowout, and then one team is starting to catch up, but you st- like there's still something part like part of you when you look at the scoreboard, like there's not enough time, and at this point, it's kind of hard to get invested because you're just like, there's not enough time. Like maybe if we watch this. Again, it was just bad timing. Maybe if we watched this before they officially can- got canceled, I wouldn't feel this way. But right now, I'm just like, I don't care because we don't have enough time. Yeah. You know? I feel like with the last four episodes, I'm not sure like how they're going to end it. And of, of course, it's meant to be left on cliffhanger. But it's also like... What else do you have to explain at this point? Because we, it's nothing but questions. Mm-hmm. But also, we have a lot of answers that we were like, "Oh, okay, so it's just gonna go this way." Like, yeah. At at this point, I don't, I don't know because like I feel like they're gonna try and wrap up some of the storylines, and then they're gonna like because the show, the way the show is, I feel like they're gonna leave a like they're gonna reveal half of the questions that they presented us mm-hmm. and then leave us with one massive cliffhanger at the end mm, yeah. you know so yeah it's a tough spot i mean I, i'm excited to see what's gonna go on especially after like 
you know the one the next week's episode when we when we visit episode five but mm-hmm. do you have yeah. a favorite moment from this episode i'm not entirely i mean like see i feel like i know what happened in this episode but i also just don't remember anything about this episode and i i don't think it was a weak episode i think it was just there was just a lot happening where i couldn't retain everything that was going on i think the one thing that sticks out to me a lot it's like when he's the the thing that like I always was confused about was like when he was sitting there talking to Arby, going over the plan, which as an audience is not revealed to you yet that Arby is going to kill Kara and the family, right? Mm-hmm. We just know that Arby is d- going to do a hit, and we think he's going to do the park hit, mm-hmm. right? And and Doctor Christie looks at him, and there's two moments where it's like. Um, I know it's going to be especially hard for you. Or he says something to that, like, and, and Arby's like, why? And he goes, I hope, I hope you understand after. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he asks him, like, are you capable of doing this? He's all, why? Like, of course. Like, he's the trained hitman, right? Like, mm-hmm. he has no emotional whatsoever. Just point blank, won't even give nothing, right? Um, and then he says, uh, he says something like, do it humanely. Mm-hmm. And Arby's like, humanely means not slow and not bad, mm-hmm. right? And that's such an interesting thing of like, okay, how what does it mean to kill something, or you know, commit a crime humanely? Yeah, I mean it's not a wrong definition, but like through that perspective, you're just like that's fucked up. <laughs> You yeah. know, like, that's the best way to express that for him. You're like, damn. Yeah, and we've seen him kill before where it's, like, not even an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he doesn't give a shit. But I think because it's people he knows mm-hmm. and there's something about that last child that, that, affected him. that breaks him a little bit. Yeah. Right? Because, number one, that's the first time you see him hesitate. Is when he see, when he sees the little boy walk out of the bathroom, and the little boy is staring at him, eating like chocolate raisins, which is like his thing. He eats chocolate raisins, right? Mm-hmm. And he stares at him. He he quakes a little bit, and I I almost thought he was going to just take him. Yeah, hide him, take wow. him, bring him back to the farm, whatever, right? But then he rallies, and then he shoots him. Yeah. And then he screams. And I was like, why that child? Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm, mine was less dark. <laughs> because when when that whole final sequence played out, like I, I stopped taking notes and I just wrote the show's fucked up. So Yeah. I it, that was rough. Like Um and it's see and then there's levels to the fucked up of the show. Like for the first episode, like it seems like every episode it ends with like me saying this is fucked up or at some point there's a point and every episode I'm like, this is fucked up. So I tried to choose like my favorite moment to be something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, mine was when they were at the, the tomb of that old Toys R Us. Mm. 
And uh, there was this pretty funny moment where uh, Becky and Ian were trying to sit on the stool as they were talking to the exposition agent. And they're both just like trying to sit sit both of their butts onto like one portion of this stool. And it wasn't working. And I don't know why uh, that, that just made me laugh very much so that was my favorite i will say that this this show has a thing for like physical comedy yeah i i you know like there are some really funny ass things that are happening in the most fucked up situations mm-hmm. like in one of the episodes i think one of my favorite funniest episode um or funniest moment in in any of these episodes was when becky had to go to the funeral mm-hmm to figure out things and then jessica's just in the background trying not to look like oh, she's yeah. listening but she's fucking eating stuff everything. in her face yeah that was great and staring yeah. and just eating and staring and no one is paying mind to this like woman who doesn't look like she belongs they're just eating all the wake food yeah <laughs> i thought that was great. that was hilarious um so yeah i think i think that's also another thing to kind of focus on is like it has these really funny fucked up parts mm-hmm. you know and like and like i said with sam like she got killed in a fucked up way but she is literally in front of the door where they physically have to step over her every time like and i think i put that in my notes of every episode that she's been in where she's just lying on the floor it's like this bitch is still dead she's still getting a credit for this role (laughs) (laughs) she's still getting that sag money yeah oh quick question what do you think is gonna happen with sam because i think so they finally take her out of the house yeah and put her out in the field and then burn down the house right yeah What's going to happen with her? I think that's done. You're still holding out hope that she's alive, but I think she's done. I feel like something's up with her. I think she's done. Like, no, I think she's done. Okay. Like, I had one idea, but then they kind of played it in season, episode five. So I was like, no, that can't be it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Okay, 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 okay. We'll see what happens with her because she was the one that was so. See, I feel like there was something because she was the one that was so gung ho, and she was the one that's like, "We got to do everything Jessica says," and she was the one that's like, "We got to do all this." She was the one that brought them all together, like, for this con, but also in real life. Like, there's all these things, mm-hmm. all these things where I'm like, "That can't be it for you. You come back." There's four more episodes. That sucks to be the first one dead. I know. But I think she's done. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We should have like a a a, a, a guest board. All our theories. <laughs> a conspiracy board. Consp- our own conspiracy theory board, if you will, with a bunch of yarn. <laughs> but uh, anything else we needed to say about this episode? No, I think I'm good. I think I have more things to say about five. I just can't remember them right now. Yeah, me too. I didn't write notes on that, so I'm probably gonna have to rewatch that we'll again. Watch it, but, but yeah. uh, dude, yeah. this is like our longest episode, an hour and a half. This is our longest episode, and uh, <laughs> Utopia Four. Woo-hoo. I know, holy shit, Utopia Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, so this is gonna be a fun short season. Yeah, if you want to call it a season, it's gonna be. I don't know what we're gonna call this, but it's Tokyo Drift. Everyone, yes. hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Um, look forward to. More utopia talk. Mm-hmm. I, I almost said some high fidelity references because that's where my brain goes to, but we're not doing that anymore. So enjoy <laughs> Utopia Tokyo Drift. My name is John. And I'm Grace. Remember, if you need help planning the 
help preparing for the uh, the dystopian future, use a spreadsheet. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>